The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! <laughs> so for everybody listening right now, we are, yes, we are at my place of business. Uh, you are listening to an abbreviated... Uh, fat shit episode of the Whiskey Reel at a pizza place where <laughs> on I'm location. working right now. We're on location at the we're, North Home. We're, we're having a, a scheduling snafus. Yeah, we had a scheduling snafu. And so because you guys need to have us in your lives every week, Sean was nice enough to purchase a uh, fancy little recorder that we get to do kind of an abbreviated podcast for you guys. So it won't be a full length. Or it may. I don't know. It depends how much whiskey we drink right now. Uh, but uh, the boys are eating pizza. We're sipping a little mm-hmm. Michter's Sour Mash, which is goddamn lovely. Really, really good. Um, it, and, and I haven't had this in, God, four or five years. And I don't remember it, it being this good. It tickles my tonsils. It gets the back of the throat going, but like the, not like a lingering burn or anything. Not it just at all. Gets and, and Bobby said, uh, you got a lot of heat on the attack. Yeah. And there's there's definitely a spike of heat on the attack but not as much as i remembered and maybe because i'm still drunk from last night's experience with sean but um and we'll play a little bit of that later no please don't i don't well it'll be my first time hearing it too everybody (laughs) (laughs) if you know what i mean uh we are going to be going out tonight bobby and uh a young lady i'm i'm seeing and and bobby's girlfriend and little hanky stanky which we're going to celebrate his new employment um, and a bunch of people are going to go watch a Black Sabbath cover tribute Sweet. at a local place. And is so it at the concert hall or is it the it's act? It's at the it's act. And okay. I'm expecting to hear a 60-year-old lady play a ukulele cover version of War Pigs. Yes. Um, it's it, going to be spectacular. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> I cannot wait. See a bluegrass version of Heaven and Hell. And, yeah. you know, and I have heard some like some of the playlists a little bit. Like uh, Jess's sister is actually doing one. Right, right. That's what she and said. They're going to do Country Girl, which is off Mob Rules. Yep. And so we're talking uh, Ronnie James Dio. We're going Dio Aaron's years, gonna cover dude. Dio. Oh my god, dude! I'm, I'm so a, this isn't one band. This is a collection no, of people it's, all it's, doing exactly. Sabbath. Things. It's a tribute. So basically, they have multiple people going up and doing a song or two of Sabbath. Yeah, That's I think sweet. they get two songs in a That's bunch awesome. of different styles. So we may get, uh, you know what I'm saying? We may get an acapella version of something or a ukulele version. When did you fucks find out about this and why didn't you tell me? I've known for a couple of months. <laughs> well, um, I just, just because of Aaron's involvement, I, I know I had. This, yeah, I yeah. actually had committed to this weeks ago and jess's sister's name's aaron by the way so don't get confused there's a lot of us floating around she's an erin she's an er Mm. um but but yeah no i found out about this a few days ago and it kind of synced up with our buddy getting a a job that he was really waiting for and hoping for that he got so we're gonna take him out boy those tickets ain't cheap though man 20 bucks dude Mm -hmm. for that just I'm to like, watch some locals off. noodle. I don't think I've seen anything less than twenty bucks there, unless it's you know. I was a little kind of like, whoa! I expected, but like, like I paid twenty bucks to see Aesop there. I paid twenty bucks to see, right? Like, you know, RJD, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I just I, saw I saw these hands, which is the Mers and Grouch 
collab that they, they just put out an album. Right. I saw these hands there for 20 bucks. So I yeah. guess it's consistent. So you'll right? get some national acts in there and that you're going to end up paying 20 bucks regardless. Yeah. 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 That's, I think that's what I paid in. Like, but it is, this is another one of those deals like what we're talking about with our situation. This is a non-for-profit. This is KDUR. It's community radio. Right. Yeah. They're the ones that put the show on. They use it as sort of a fundraising kind of thing and so, so, shout so out that to those being guys. said we're talking about trying to do a live show and we got to get together with the green light weekend guys maybe see if they want to do it but that's not 100 percent necessary to have you know two shows back to back maybe an hour each yeah uh, right. or 45 minutes do yeah a truncated i think, I version think of, of it. I mean, maybe you guys can tell us what you want to see but um would you and tell us if you pay if you come out we are going to do at least 45 we're hoping the green light boys jump into making an event and then afterwards maybe turning it into like a dance party with a dj or something like oh. make it a night make it a night for everybody so when they come it's a gala well and, and i also had the thought that the three of us being all current or ex-bartenders that if Wherever this venue ends up, wherever we end up going, uh, if we could do a little guest bartending and all of our tips going to a non-for-profit. 100%. No, I know, think all of us could. To be but determined. how do we guest our bartend while we're... Well, no, we so can we do it finish before our thing, afterwards. Boom, we bounce behind the bar. We the bounce for an hour. Go all on. three of us jump behind the bar for an hour, do a yeah. guest spot. And, and just people will grab some pay donations. out of their nose. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this will all be going to an NPO that, uh, that we haven't chosen yet. Uh, um, so just be aware of that. Uh, we're gonna, as soon as we start putting details together, we'll let everybody know, of course. Uh, I don't know what even day of the week it's gonna be on, quite frankly, mm -hmm. who knows? But uh, we'll figure that out. It's Durango though, everybody will get turned on a Tuesday. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like the midweek idea, honestly. I don't think, I think Tuesday it gives Wednesday be a lot easier to get into some of these It menus. gives somebody, it gives people a chance to get in there and have something to look forward to that isn't a Friday or Saturday. A lot of people going out of town right now. Just, I think we'll get more participation if yeah. we, it's the night is surrounded by this rather than us us and four other things going on in town. Yeah. Um, plus, if it's a charity event, everybody should turn out pretty hard. So mm -hmm. be looking for that because that is happening. What, uh, what podcast are we up to? This is 91. Okay, so we got two months to, to put this together before the famous. Because it would it would be awesome to do the you know our centennial podcast. That would be that. That's what the that's what yeah, the goal is. The it idea. would also match up. Time-wise, uh, the weather, we're in spring, everything's starting to get a little warmer. That'll be like end of April-ish, sort of. Mm -hmm. It'll be nice. We're um, actually probably gonna see Kelsey tonight, who's a friend of the podcast, yeah. and can help us lock down the venue that we're kind of talking about. So exactly. like, who knows, we might be able to start really expediting this and start putting things in motion. But we do want a little time to be able to market it, promote it, 100%. get the word out. Yeah, which we will, and it'll be really good participation, I think. Um, but we need all of your guys' help for that. So um, if you live in and around Durango, just know that in April, man, uh, we're gonna be doing this. We'd love to have all of our listeners come down. That's the whole point, is to make sure that you guys are, are getting what you want. Um, I do some work with a local non-for-profit, um, our art center, and uh, yeah. the other day on Facebook, I was posting about the podcast, and uh, the director of the art center pops on there, and she's like, oh my God, I want to hear, what, how do I find your podcast? Yeah, no, I saw that, and, and, and I was like, like please don't nope. listen to it. <laughs> but you, you ended up telling her what it was, I did. and then you said, please don't judge, so you're going to get fired in, I don't know, two minutes, <laughs> two weeks? Well, Sean, Sean's already been hit once, I guess it's Bobby's yeah. turn, right? Um, and then I guess it will be mine It'll be yours later. Um, Once you're really settled and you're really good and you're like, that's when it'll happen. Oh, no, that's when it always happens. <laughs> it's usually self-sabotage, too, because that's what we do. But, yeah, outside of that, sipping the, sipping the mictors, like I said, I'm literally at work tending bar as we speak. So 
we put our money where our mouth yeah, is. Yeah, we picked a pretty good time. There's nobody here, so it's nice. It's yeah. uh, the week after we talked about Snowdown last week. The week after Snowdown uh, is historically in Durango one of the slowest weeks of the year. Um, people are over it. There's nothing going on. Uh, typically, you got uh, Valentine's Day in a week or two, so people are oh, yeah, kind of yeah. doing that. Oh, yeah, one night is not And then, I know, sorry, Bobby, I reminded you. Um, <laughs> I know Sean started watching The Outsider, Bobby. I'm through it. I'm through all five episodes. Jesus Christ. How good? Was I lying at all no. about how gnarly I'm, that it, show well, is? And the thing was, is I was slightly disappointed about three episodes in when I'm like, okay, I clearly understand what's happening there. So just you? seeing them, and that's the thing, and then just seeing them figure it all out for themselves through right. the eyes of Holly... And stuff like I'm like okay, is this? But I already kind of figured out pretty much what it is. So there, I'm imagining there's some huge curveball coming in the next five episodes. Uh, yeah, it's ten episodes. You haven't started it yet. No, have you? Oh, you, it's ten you, episodes, and it's going to be a mini series. It's a mini series. It's going to be a mini series. So oh, I, yeah, I guess that's unless true, I have to right? stay up late night. Yeah, you'd have to wait until everybody goes to bed because yeah. even you even don't have an iPad. A, you have an iPad. Just yeah, I could do that. Even could, as yeah. a even as a but in, I could bungalow up, and you'll see. Hello, Bobby, dog. The steak you might just samurai. be doing that tonight. Who knows? After <laughs> after our exploits. who knows? Um, but um, be never, right on schedule. Never, yeah, right. <laughs> it's, oh, it's about time. Um, but uh, I know for a fact. I mean, you know, Bobby's gonna love it. You're gonna There's fucking no, love it. It's I, like True Detective meets Castle Rock. Absolutely to the extreme. I, I, and uh, what, did you see what I was saying about how tough the subject matter was in the yeah. first couple episodes? Yeah. It was well, the not... first couple episodes are so devastating for one family oh. that you're just like, what? And then to see that this is a pattern developing, I was like, this is fucked. Oh, oh it's bad, dude. It, you're going to yeah. dig it, man. But no, and like... I know. And I know it has some stuff to do with kids. And and, and, and that's mm. something I cannot really it, show Jess because she has a really hard time watching that it shit. Was, yeah. It's not for the faint of heart. And once you get past that point, it gets into the more supernatural part. Then right. it's very watchable for everybody. But man, that first couple episodes, and Harry. how good was Bateman, dude? Bateman was so good. Jesus. So good in it. When he has a, there's a scene where he comes out of the woods with blood all over his face. Oh, yeah. And it might be the scariest Jason No, Bateman but when I've he backs up in, in the life. van and he backs Ooh. back up to her, just does that like dead face wave to the little girl and then drives away, I was like, what the fuck is dude, happening? See, it, this is a set, and you start to put pieces together of the show pretty quickly. Yeah. But there's no way they're going to continue. Like, Five episodes bigger. in, they basically let the cat out of the bag for the show. For the most you part. know what's going on for the most part. But 90%. do you? So you got five more hours. So mm-hmm. I, I can't see them just pursuing this road per se. Mm-hmm. I think they've got to add in another twist or two. It's got to happen. Yeah. Um, but it's so good. But Bateman's, that, Bateman's uh, the, uh, the monologue he does when with the unauthorized visit with Ben Mendelsohn. Oh. That monologue where he's like, you asked me yesterday yeah. if I ever touched your son. That whole thing. Oh my god! That was one of the best. I I I think he's a shoe in for like miniseries, some kind of miniseries acting award for the Emmys. Uh, he's. I mean, it's Bateman, dog. Yeah, I mean, but he doesn't, doesn't usually. Do a lot of he doesn't. Well, I guess Ozark is more dramatic and everything, but we still know him as you know. He's we still goof, know him as Hogan Family yeah. slash Arrested Development. Amen. At least I do. For Amen. sure. For sure. He, he and def- the best boxer, this side of the full moon. What? Team Wolf Two, son. He was a boxer. Yeah, was. I, okay, if you thought people I would let a werewolf, he was a boxer. If you, yeah, I, I you let a werewolf box humans. I forgot that whole movie. 
I mean, literally it excised it from my highly brain. forgettable. It, yeah, if, God, if you got it, would you get into the ring? With Is the... it weird that I consider Teen Wolf to be actually overrated? The first Teen Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, it's not. It's t it didn't do well. No, like, it didn't. But it people did, like but I remember, remember it so. It I do. Even... I watched it as a kid over Listen, and over and over. Again. I mean, yeah. when we were kids when that came out, Sean, you probably weren't even. No, it came a, out like '86 or '87. Right. So I was like three. I started watching it in the early '90s. We were like right in the prime and. We were all fat. I mean, it was kind of a phenomenon. Like, I don't know a single kid in my neighborhood that wasn't jazzed about Team Wolf. How many people reason. were uh, were van surfing after that movie? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> no, is it? But you got to remember, Family Ties was huge at that point too. Yep. Like, yep. I mean, he was a superstar. He did, he did actually a really underrated movie that Bright Lights Big City. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, a great that was, book. Yeah. That's a fantastic book. Where the he movie said, yeah. turns into a cokehead Wall Street guy. Yep. Like that's when Michael J. Fox. Was and he was up. really good at it. He was great, and uh, wasn't Joan Jett not Joan Jett, but because uh, that was a weird. That was when was all it those Joan Jett was in that. All those like uh, was she as his sister. What do they call it? Kind of a sister a, adjacent Rat Packer or Brad Packers. No. Oh no! Bright Lights Big oh, City. Oh, Bright Lights Big, Big City. City. Yeah, Joan. Sorry. <laughs> Joe Jump was the one. Yeah. I never saw all those guys were doing a drug movie. They were all like Brad Pack adjacent. Right. They weren't really the, in the. They weren't Emilio not the less or than Zero crew. But the, well, that's yeah. the thing. But, so I yeah. bought Less Than Zero on Amazon. I put it in my cart, and it said uh, frequently bought together, and it was that and Bright Lights, Big, Bright City, Lights, the Big book. City. So I bought both of them, and oh, they, wow. they they're different authors, but they are very in line with one another. I heard about. the eighties excess is supposed to be good. I and that was the actually book right around the, the, it's it's about the same up. time that Carrie Fisher did Postcards from the Edge. Yeah, too, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's probably within the three four years. Subject matter was. Fairly similar. Yeah. Fairly similar, right? <laughs> That's basically the same movie. Fisher right? liked her, uh, her, her desk. Like she her dabbled. Drugs. She dabbled with the devil's dance. Oh yeah, speaking of Fisher, so I decided to watch the uh, the uh, uh, Aaron Spelling written movie Soap Dish with Sally Field and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Funny moments. There's some great funny moments in it, but I was uh, Carrie Kevin Fisher's Klein. in it. Kevin Klein's fantastic, but Carrie Fisher's in it and Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, I want to go hang out on that set. Oh, can you 1990, imagine? 1990, Carrie Fisher and Robert Downey Jr. His brains out. Dude, yeah, I bet Kevin point. Klein was right there with oh, Sally, too. I Klein bet that whole it. set. Dude, he gets to go do blow with fucking Robert Downey Jr. And then go home and bang out Phoebe Cates, <laughs> Prime time Phoebe? And just, Are you Just trying me? to coax his penis back. Uh, oh, dude, just begging. He's doing King Lear to his cock to try to get it to you know he's classically trained. I don't oh, know if God. you knew that. Of course, he of is. course he's he is. mentioned that a couple of times. But he's also, you know, he's also great in like small roles. Like I just can't believe that Kevin Klein with Have the good gravitas one, he has. I'll see you uh, Monday. Is Mr. Fish Odor yeah, in Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah. Like the land of Okay. Him. I know. Even in terrible Thanks, movies. Bud. Like he's the only redeeming part of Wild Wild West. He's the only good part of that movie. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh is a complete travesty. <laughs> Dude, that whole the whole concept, I mean, it was a terrible was, TV show. That was steampunk before steampunk, right? That was yeah. well. That's one of the things like, that defines like, steampunk. Yeah, steampunk, that's right? what brought it sort of into yeah, like futuristic stuff. Futuristic stuff, but that somehow fits into the Victorian era like, technology. Yeah. So steam-powered giant spider. Do you ever hear the story of so how that giant spider happened? So John Peters, who directed, like, was a part of all the Batman movies for Warner Brothers, some of the later Superman movies. He's a producer, also a psychopath, former. Uh, former hairdresser and street fighter, he'll tell you in interviews that he's been in over 500 street fights. The dude was obsessed for a while when they were when Kevin Smith was writing and Tim Burton was going to direct the new Superman movie with Nicolas oh, yeah, Cage. Yeah. There's a whole documentary about this that movie really? that fell through, and it's because they got to like 
almost production. Oh, yeah. They had suits. They had concept. Art, I remember. I remember the, the. I remember the incident, but I don't know the details. He made. He yelled at Kevin Smith and kept telling him he needed to put a giant spider, but it was going to be a Thanagarian snare beast. I need a giant spider in this movie, and you need to figure out a way to write it in. And so the movie never happened. And then two years later, fucking Wild Wild West comes out. He fucking. <laughs> he was like directed. Okay. He's like, I got my giant spider. Me, like, he gets so obsessed. He doesn't care about what movie it fits in. Let's give me a giant spider. Right. So it could have been oh. like on Golden Pond, and there would have yeah. been a giant. Spider spider with a bobbling like, fucking Hepburn head on top of it yeah I would have made that movie watch <laughs> Spencer Tracy and I used to wear spider suits before we fucked <laughs> Sean with the timely audio, uh, yeah. references nobody who listens to this knows who no, Catherine Hepburn no. is <laughs> they might have known of Audrey yeah impossibly the good one <laughs> the good one the good one good ones yeah. always die early no. I know man I, I mean, know. Kate was in the uh, African Queen. Yes. Right? So that was that was with solid. Uh, Bogart, right? Yep. Bogey? Yeah. Yeah. That was both I don't of them know, were man. in there. I have such a hard time. Kate like, and Bogey on a boat. I have mm-hmm. such a hard time going back. Like you were talking about, you went back and you were watching some like what recently you were watching some older. What were you watching? I watched It's a Wonderful Life. Like I don't. During the I don't watching old horror movie or old monster very, movies, like old monster movies, like Black Creature oh, from the okay. Black Lagoon, for Frankenstein. Kitchy, for kitschiness, I get that, but I have a very difficult time. Like I couldn't go back and watch Casablanca. Well, that's the thing. Casablanca I holds up. I don't. Yeah. That movie is fantastic. Me. You're not gonna pin me down. You, for you'd an be hour able to watch it. You'd be able to watch it. You just haven't. When's the last time you watched I Casablanca? Have a, not since high school. I didn't see it until like three years ago. My right. brother was telling to. me you got to see this. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. I'm like, they said that about Citizen Kane, and I'm not a huge fucking fan of that movie. Dude, by the way, Citizen Kane can't suck my dick, dude. Yeah. Whoever, you know what, I'm glad well, of so all important. the allegories and everything. No, it's because like, they moved, the, it was the first time I, they've had a moving right. camera. They I figured understand. out, that's technologically, I, that's I, I all I totally there. get It was that. also Orson Welles' like, third best movie. Yeah. yeah I, I, the best, just, of course, being Transformers, the movie, okay. his last movie, where he was Unicron. Of course. Sorry. <laughs> that goes without saying. Poor, and poor, then like, Touch of Evil. Poor, like, Raul Julia <laughs> yep. Orson Welles. I mean, these brilliant actors <sighs> that just go out on shitters. They just went out on He a, went out on oh. Street Fighter. Yeah. He was M. And he only did that for his kids. He did that. He wanted to do it for his kids. For his kids. Exactly. But... You never know and that when that movie's going to come. So yeah. you think you're going to slip in a little choose fun wisely, movie. Sir. Choose wisely. Because <laughs> old Downey Jr. could get doolittled right now. Oh. And that would be oh. his legacy. Right? Apparently, nobody in the world liked that movie. Well, nobody yeah, in the world popped an aneurysm like, like, right now. Like, you would be known <laughs> as doolittle. Yeah. That'd be it. <laughs> No, luckily he's got all that Iron Man street cred. But if he keeps, doing... he's built up a lot of goodwill. Yeah, um, yeah. But I heard, I mean, even crit- for the critics and the audience, I don't know what it, the score is on Rotten Tomato. But like from what I understand, oh no, it's like two got destroyed. Uh, yeah, it did, it's it really didn't, bad. Yeah, and it was like they they went a different direction with it, made it more like circusy and old timey. I just I'm not a big fan of the the when your whole when the whole premise of your movie is revolving around CGI talking animals. Yeah, I'm, like I'm the Lion, Lion King. Out. I saw the Lion King and was like that was the exact same fucking movie as the animated what one. I didn't big, see anything new. What was the new. big deal? Why would you remake a movie and just do it in like I, I never I never understood IP, the thought process. They got they can make money off of it. Yeah, John I was Favreau, say, it's just John a very Favreau cynical cash in. Did that I, it, with the Jungle right? Book? It just I don't understand. Go. Yeah, but at least the Jungle Book had different shots. Like, it wasn't a carbon copy of another movie. It, it was the same story. But, like, The Lion King shot for shot is the same movie. Right. right. I wish we I were, like, had a genre of filmmaker that were, they were doing remakes, but they were doing remakes of films that were, like, almost great. 
You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and then just like and those, then putting them over the top, like weird flawed masterpieces that you just revisit, and you're like, okay, dude, you know what? We know why this fucked up. Dude, so Big let's Trouble do it in right. Little China. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, how nobody's done Big Trouble in Little China? They tried. They were trying to do it, but then of course they were going to do it. It was going to be The Rock playing yeah. Jack Burton. Oh, and see, it was it's got to be an approachable everyday it's guy. Chris Pratt That's what makes or nobody. It, Chris, oh, Pratt. It's Chris Pratt. It's Chris <laughs> motherfucking Pratt. Chris Pratt. Are could you do kidding it. me? He is. He's Jack Burton. He's Jack Burton. He could be. Fifteen percent from the uh, critics, seventy-six from the well, audience, that's, and that's seventy-six weird. audiences like audiences love terrible movies. Okay, at least let me ask you a question because you're way more. Unless familiar. it's got a strong female character, and then for some reason they destroy it. Yeah. Yuck. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, what are we drinking, gents? Well, what would you like? I don't know. What are we thinking? I don't know. That was the last so, of the Michter sour. While we while we decide, um, you have Espelon on tap. Yeah, man. God damn, gangster. Right. Yeah, that is gangster. Yeah, Espelon Blanc. Do we want an Espelon? <laughs> I'm good. I, I will take a beer of some kind. Okay. Let's do a Coors OG. You want a banquet? Whoa. Banquet. Banquet beer. Cool. Cool Rocky you, Mountain bro. water. Look at you. Not that I don't have wonderful tap beer, but, you know, whatever. You can drink this shit. I'll I do like a, this stuff. I'll do an it's Espelon good. and a Hazy. I love it. In There's the Hazy? Shit still no, no I'm not going to I'm not gonna Boilermaker You're going to do a Mexican car bomb? <laughs> Cartel only, bomb? only if you got Modelo. <laughs> oh, Call the cartel soon. bomb. Um, oh, so, have you heard the smoke. new Marvel rumor? Um, this one was actually fascinating to me. So, Not the Doctor Strange Sam Raimi one. Nope. This is uh, Captain Marvel. Next Captain Marvel movie. They're going to introduce, from what the rumor says, obviously this a lot of this stuff's bullshit. Um, but it's going to be the first X Men character. So they're going to just slowly and do yes. one. What character? And it's going to be Rogue, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Considering her history the, with, with Captain Carol Marvel Danvers. and Carol Danvers. That's how she got the ability. Well, the, 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 the Rogue that we all know and love that started uh, a big thing with the kids with the cartoon. That late 80s, early 90s Rogue that everybody familiar with, that same suit. Flying practically The only reason that she could fly and was practically invulnerable is because she drained Carol so hard that it stayed with her. Because usually yep. her, her powers that she sucks out of people fade. But, but it stayed with her. I don't know if it's still like that. I don't know. Either. I don't know if she's there still is a, There is a, a discussion going on in the geek community that arguably Rogue could be Omega level just by virtue because of what you said, where she she has this weird thing like when she took Gambit's power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when she took Gambit's power, she was almost like omnipotent. Right. Like because there's an argument that Gambit is an Omega level. Mutant. Right. Like. He's never really tapped into his full potential. Of can what you imagine he him charging do. like a plane and throwing it at you? Well, no. I mean, his. <laughs> right. they, there was a point where he got a power boost somehow. Oh, I forgot that? who gave it to him. Yeah. It was uh, like it wasn't Apocalypse. It might have been Apocalypse. Gambit's always been my favorite. No, X-Men. Gambit actually was one of the. Was it Sinister? Mister. Was it Sinister? Might have been Sinister or, or, or Apocalypse gave him a boost. Right. Yeah. And he was like... Sounds more like Apocalypse. That sounds like Omega Apocalypse. Omega level, too. like... Yeah, just... Uh, I mean, like, it, like, more powerful than the Horseman type shit. Right. So I'm wondering with Rogue, they could turn her into a superstar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because they didn't really do her justice with the... They couldn't focus on her. No, they well, never well, really had a plan. The, in the very first movie, we're pretty much seeing that whole introduction of the X-Men world through her eyes. And Anna right. Paquin did a great job, but that movie was also 
That was the first big hit superhero movie of the modern era. Well, yeah, Blade, really Blade, Blade was a year before, and Whoa, so we got to give Blade. Blade in the MCU. Oh, it's going to be done. Marshawn, what Marshawn. Is, so how is his, what's Marshawn. his name? Yeah. But Marshawn I thought that the character Zaza? development, yeah, I forget. I, I, I think her character development was fantastic in that first movie because they had to focus on character development and story because they had very little money. And how good, and dude, talk still about movies up. that still hold up. You can go watch any of the X-Men right now. I mean, minus the one that shall not be mentioned. Uh, yeah, Apocalypse doesn't seem so bad after Order the, after Order of the I'm Phoenix. Not, Sorry, after Dark Phoenix. I'm not scared of oh, Oscar yeah, Isaac. Dude, Apocalypse. we never really talked about Dark Phoenix. How well, there's no I reason haven't, to. I haven't gotten through. Dude, Whoa. to this day, I still haven't gotten through it. That shit was I can't so get grim. Through it. Have you? Did it you watch the whole so thing? So grim. Yes. It's just rough and bad. Wow. It's I've a never been able to see movie. my way through it. It's horrible. well, no, and you could tell. And Sansa is. Awful she's awful. Yes, she is. She's awful. Unwatchable. She's just terrible. She's awful. But Jennifer Lawrence, I love how when I was watching it, and Jennifer Lawrence dies, what, like 15 minutes into oh, it? And I, she, you could tell it was so bad. She's like, okay, can you please put this earlier in the script yeah. so I can get... Right, let, let's well, the, let's the, put the a The thing about this. Jennifer Lawrence, too, I, I've never... She's usually a pretty... Con I would consider her, even in, like, back in the day, Lovely Bones and... She strikes me as Winter, a consummate. Winter's Bones. Winter's Bones. Winter's Bones. Lovely yep. Bones. Great. Where she has to cut her dad's hands off. In that the, was a great in the movie. In the, like the bog. She yeah. impressed me more in that movie than anything she's done subsequently. She was but phenomenal in that movie. Phenomenal. I like her in Mother, but Mother's one of those you either love it or hate it. garbage. A garbage yeah, movie. I hate it. Really? I it was unwatchable. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was. I could tell so it was an allegory. Yeah, it's it a was big allegory. So pretentious, though. It was so we're smarter than you. I, I There's felt, a lot of movies like that from the '90s that we all like. That are that like what? Pie is a very pretentious movie, but no, it's fantastic. No, Pie's well done though, and well acted, and and the script was. I think conceptually, I get what he was trying to do with Mother. Yeah, I just hate it. It just I, had its head shoved so far up its own ass. It did, and I love. See, her I was just in it. it. The first the first time I watched it, I was in it and was like, "Wow, that was intense." And then the second time when I watched it with Katie, I saw a little bit more holes in it, but I still enjoyed the allegory. I it, but I think I, again, I just think it was we're cooler than you. I thought it was, I did, I did it was think that Kristen Wiig Kristen Wiig stuck out like a sore thumb in that fucking movie though. I was like, "What are you doing? Oh, yeah. Like what? Why are you here?" When she's like, "There's the one part where she's like having." people executed because yeah. they don't fit into the cult or whatever in one of the rooms. Everything happens so fast in that movie, it's tough to process. It was, I, I actually, I've never got through a, a movie and then the last 10 minutes shut it off because I was wow. just, I, I was I was done with it. I was done with it. And I honestly, I actually don't love Aronofsky. I was a big Aronofsky geek. Well, I love, he's, it's hit or miss. Like, The Fountain way overshot the landing on that Whoa. fucking piece of shit. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm saying Requiem, this. Requiem and Pie are two of my favorites. Requiem favorite. and yeah. Pie, I mean, to that, that alone, like if he would have just stopped his career after Requiem and Pie, <laughs> that would have been fine. <laughs> What's like, he do? What's that, what else has he done? He's done some clunkers. Though, he was going to do a Batman Year One before they did yeah, Batman Begins, yeah. and I was interested Ooh. to see what that would have been. There was going to be like a direct Batman Year One comic to, to but, screen rather uh, than like the hodgepodge that no one like Batman would have worn a white costume or some shit yeah. <laughs> no he would have had an been played by the dude, yeah. he would have been played like by the dude from Pi too <laughs> he would have been a Hasidic Jew or something you I know, see Batman, Batman going, was played by a little black kid all throughout, all throughout Gotham I see patterns <laughs> Patterns emerge. Yeah, patterns are emerging. <laughs> Batman's played by the guy who played Horshack and Welcome Back, Cotter. Uh, <laughs> I'd watch that movie. Help you kiss him with the rebel lizard. Um, luckily, I heard and Bobby clued me in on the fact that the early uh, early reviews are in on Birds of Prey, and thank God it's looking positive. James Gunn, baby. Um, 
I've uh, I know good for him too. Yeah, well, no, it's like pulled from yeah. getting pulled from Gal. You know, uh, what Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm yeah. getting getting put on the Disney after shit list. Put on the shit and then list getting pulled come- right back after they saw right. how good this movie looks. Well, they also had an uproar. Uh, all the actors, like Batista and everybody, was like, absolutely not. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to do this we're movie not for anybody do else. Yeah, yeah. We'll, although, we'll wrap this although, up. Although, yeah, we'll this Disney up probably heard that and went. Yeah, but you guys are all contractually obligated because we signed you to three picture deals to do at least three of these things before we renegotiate yeah, any sure. of them. Maybe. I don't know. There's... That's the only reason that Jennifer Lawrence is in the, the most recent X-Men movie. She they decide when you get a picture deal where it has this many pictures, right. you, you do the ones that you yep. like and then they get, put you in ones that you don't want to do. Yeah, I guess you're that's true. Or you like sue your way out. But that's really difficult to do. So I think you're about to get busy here, so I think we gotta wrap this bad boy yeah. up. Yeah, how long yeah. Have, how long have you been going for? I think probably like 30, 40 minutes ish. Yeah, we're dropping a little content. Yeah. Good. Probably get a little word from our sponsors before we head out of here. Yeah, we made yeah. a word from our sponsor. Let me let me go make some drinks. You yeah, guys yeah. you guys chat amongst yourselves. Coming this summer from Disney Studios. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky's live action Fox and the Hound. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs>